Welcome to Joy. I'm your host, Danette Crawford, and in every episode, I'm going to empower you to live a life of victory as I encourage you through real life discussions in powerful biblical teaching. No matter what storm you're facing today, remember, God has the power to turn it around. So let's jump into today's teaching. Thank you for joining me today for Joy. I'm Danette Crawford and I'm excited about what God has put on my heart today for you. Do you know God wants you to be rejection proof? The thing that I challenged, that challenged me the most in life, the thing that I had the greatest difficulty overcoming was rejection. Are you rejection proof today or are you susceptible to rejection? When we feel rejected, it's easy to just put everything under the lens of rejection. And sometimes we can be rejected when, or we can feel rejected when actually we're really not. And I call that perception deception. Well, God wants you not only to be rejection proof, but he wants you to live in that where you know who you are in Christ. You know, God has an incredible plan for your life and God wants you to know that. He wants you to know who you are and he wants you to live an abundant life of blessings. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 41, verse nine through 10. And it says, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I have chosen you and not rejected you, so do not fear. You know, when we are rejected in our life, we can allow ourselves to be opened up to a spirit of fear. But God doesn't want us to have fear. He wants us to know who we are in Christ. And you know, your rejection proof, number one, when you know who you are in Christ. You're never going to know who you are if you don't read the word. I got saved at the age of 17 and I grew up going to a Methodist church because I thought good people went to church. But I didn't have a personal relationship with the Lord until I was 17. And when I got saved, I had to renew my mind to the truth. Maybe today you need to renew your mind to the truth of God's word because his word tells you who you are. And if you're not in the word, you can just buy all the lies. The devil is a liar and the father of lies. And he will tell you all of these lies about yourself. Nobody loves you. Everybody hates you. You know, nobody cares about you. You're all alone. And then all of those lies put you in a box and the fears that the enemy attaches to those lies keep you in a box. But God wants you to break free and he wants you to know who you are in Christ. Another way that you are rejection proof is by knowing God's unconditional love and by acknowledging God's acceptance for you. God doesn't reject you. He accepts you. So you do not have to fear and you don't have to be dismayed. Let's look at a definition of dismayed. Dismayed is to feel afraid or discouraged. Those things will make us feel afraid and make us feel discouraged. But God wants you to be rejection proof. Why? Because people in situations and circumstances, they will reject you. 
But and when we're rejection proof, it just runs off of us, just like we're waterproof. I always say, what people's words and actions to you, that doesn't define who you are. That actually defines who they are. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Those words don't define you, they define them. Don't allow people's attitudes and words to define you. Allow God in His love to define you. You know, one thing that is so powerful and so painful are mother and father wounds in our lives. Let's look at Psalms chapter 27, verse 10. It says, Though my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Maybe today growing up or even now, you have a mother wound or a father wound. Maybe your, your mother abandoned you, your father abandoned you. Whatever the deal, God wants you to be healed of that wound. There's no deeper wound than a father wound or a mother wound. Did I, can I tell you that God is a father to the fatherless? And even if your mother and father have forsaken you, God is right there as a loving heavenly father. When we feel rejected, whether it's actual, actual or just perceived rejection, what can happen is it can cripple our life. I would have never been able to do the call of God on my life if I did not allow God to heal me from rejection. I had to make the choice to allow God in his love for me to make me rejection proof. I love the story of Joseph because in the story of Joseph in Genesis, Joseph was really rejected by his brothers, but yet he came through with the right heart attitude. Let's look at Genesis chapter 37, verse 4 through 5. It says, when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and they could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. Can I tell you, people will hate you for the favor of God on your life. People will hate you when you have the blessing of the Lord. You know how you have the favor of God? By doing the right thing, by being at the right place, at the right time, with the right heart attitude. And then you have favor. That's what happened with Esther. Esther submitted to the positioning process, right? She submitted and she went to the palace. And God met her there and she had favor. God wants to extend his favor to you. He wants you to know his favor and that favor will take you to your palace position. God has called you to greatness. There's so much that God has for you, but you have to be healed of this rejection. Why don't you pick up your phone right now and give us a call. Let us pray for you. 757-420-2625. That's 757-420-2625. God loves you today and he wants to take you forward. He wants you to be rejection proof. He doesn't want you to take on other people's attitudes and heart attitudes. Joseph knew who he was in Christ and he was determined to be rejection proof. You know, it's not what we go through in life. It's how we go through it. And Joseph maintained a right heart attitude. If you allow bitterness and anger to get in your heart because of what other people have done for you, you can get stuck there. 
You have to choose to forgive. You have to choose to release. And then don't let their issue be your issue. Why? Because you have enough of your own issues. And as you give it over to the Lord, you can go forward. The stronghold of rejection is a scheme of the enemy to get you stuck in that place. Let's look at Genesis chapter 37, verse 23 through 24. It says, so when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the richly ornamented robe he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty and there was no water in it. His very own brothers. What's the wound that you're facing today? Who is it that has hurt you so deep and it caught you off guard because it's people that you thought you could trust? It's people that you loved and you've been obedient and faithful and loyal to. You know, that's what happened with Jesus. And so many times that's what happens to us. But it's not what we go through. It's how we go through it. And God wants to bring you through with a good heart attitude. I always say you got to keep your mouth shut and your heart right. What happens is we run our mouth because we want to tell everybody how bad we've had it. But God wants you to keep your mouth shut and to keep your heart right and press into him, letting him renew your mind to who you are in Christ. If you need prayer, pick up your phone, call us 757-420-2625. That's 757-420-2625. God wants you to know his love and his acceptance and the power of God. Let's look at Genesis chapter 39, verse three through four. It says, when his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. Let me tell you, when you have the favor of God, you can't help but have the favor of man. How do you get the favor of God? By being where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing with the right heart attitude. You'll never have the right heart attitude if you're running your mouth, telling everybody about how bad you've got it and what they did to you. The only one that you should be telling about that is God himself. You know, you can say, God, I don't understand this. And you know what? God will minister to you. And then you keep the favor of God because you keep a right heart attitude. Let's look at Genesis chapter 39, verse 20 to 21. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. No matter where you go, if you're in the pit or if you're in the prison, God will still give you the favor of God if you keep your mouth shut and your heart right. God wants you to be rejection proof. He doesn't want that rejection to keep you bound up. I had to forgive those that hurt me and I had to renew my mind to the truth of the word of God about me. And I had to be rejection proof so I could go forward and fulfill the call of God on my life. Let's look at Genesis 41 verse 14. It said, so Pharaoh sent for Joseph and he was quickly brought from the dungeon when he had been shaved, when he was shaved and changed his clothes. He came before Pharaoh. 
Suddenly, after Joseph kept his heart right, after he was determined to be rejection proof, they called for him. He had to be shaved and ready and taken to his palace position. I believe that God is challenging you to be rejection proof, to allow the Holy Spirit to make you rejection proof and to take you to that place in your call and in your purpose. Right after this break, I'm going to come back with today's special guest that is going to share with us how she became rejection proof. No matter what you are facing, God has the power to turn your situation around. Be encouraged to keep going and not quit in the pit because God is working on your behalf. When Danette became a single mom overnight, she discovered keys that helped her to come through a devastating situation victoriously. And she wants to share these life-changing keys with you. For a ministry gift of $35 or more, you can receive Danette's new 45-day devotional, Break Free, and her best-selling book, Don't Quit in the Pit. With this special offer, you'll be empowered to overcome any challenging circumstance that you're facing. Order today by calling 757-420-2625 or order online from our e-store at DanetteCrawford.com. You can also write us at Danette Crawford Ministries, P.O. Box 65036, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23467. Order today. God wants you to break free and be free of rejection. He wants you to be rejection proof. Our guest today in the studio has experience of overcoming rejection, not getting stuck in bitterness and anger, but moving forward. And that is my friend, Pastor Sherry Forbes. Pastor Sherry, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I, we've been teaching about being rejection proof and you've shared with me in ministry so many times there are things that we go through that we're helping other people, but yet we are deeply hurt. And I've seen people in ministry that are actually very angry, very bitter. And you shared with me some personal experiences and I thought it would be great to have you on the show today to share about that. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, my husband and I are in our second pastorate. We pastored a church that we planted uh, almost 23 years ago now. And for 14 years in that ministry, there was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of different situations that we faced. And I think for me, because of my personality, I'm kind of like one of those type A personalities that I get things done. Um, and sometimes you have the niceties and sometimes you don't. So I think sometimes um, I was often perceived as somebody that was hard to work for or somebody that was hard to deal with um, when in fact that wasn't me at all it was just kind of that business mindset that you go through sometimes I guess and so I think a lot of times that personality can also attract enemies people that really don't you know they they find fault in you and they criticize and so I had several different situations within the church over that 14 years that um, had conflict with, you know, and I was the administrator of the church. So I was the one usually dealing with the conflict while my husband was the pastor and I was taking care of all the problems while he was doing all the ministering. And I often uh, found myself in situations, especially with females, um, as being a strong leader in the church with females, um, having to fight against, um, I guess, their wanting to get approval for me uh, as their leader 
and um, I often saw like Jezebel spirits rising up and we have one particular situation that I recall that I probably won't ever forget, but thank God he helped me get through it. Uh, but I had a young lady in our church that we had actually hired to be in our staff, um, in our office staff. And she worked with us for a while, but as time went on, I could tell that there was some like colliding going on, you know, in our spirits at times. And we had several different personal situations that we had to deal with her uh, during that time. But it culminated toward the end of her tenure there with her coming against me and falsely accusing me of stealing money. And she would wow. go to other wow. staff members behind my back. Wow. And I remember one particular situation that it was actually the, where we drew the line. But I walked into one of our ministries and she had been in there and she said, made a comment at the time that, you know, when I walked in, she said, girls, you see those new nails that she's got done. You see those new clothes she's got on. You see this, that, and the other. She said, where do you think all of that came from? Wow. You know, I, I, what I hear you saying is perception deception. Yes. So sometimes they are perceiving way back, the first thing that you said was they're perceiving it as rejection. Yes. But then also you said her time there. What I've learned is if somebody stays at a position or a place longer than what they're supposed to be there, they can start getting all this stuff in their spirit because w there's a time if, if your season's ended, your season's ended. And if you stay longer than your season, you can get angry, you can get bitter but also the false accusations. And I, I love the scripture that, that says, touch not my anointed and not judge and criticize. So it sounds like that she actually stayed and fell into that. She really did. And ultimately we discovered through many behaviors in that incident and then looking back over the past situations as well, that there was a Jezebel spirit in operation. And that Jezebel spirit was coming against me as the leader. Um, that spirit doesn't like female authority. So my being that authority and this particular person also had a lot of aspirations in her life to be in a situation as I was as a pastor or in a leadership position. And I think that that jealousy can rise up at times too. But you know, of course we ended up having to terminate the, the, um, the relationship in a, in a, um, godly work way. way. Yes. You know, so you're saying Jezebel spirit. So in the Bible, Jezebel hated the prophets, yes. hated the prophetic word, hated authority, came against authority, tried to undermine authority. You know, I've seen so many churches uh, really suffer from that spirit. And you know, uh, some of our viewers might not be that familiar when we're saying a Jezebel spirit, but it's an atmosphere. Yes. It's an atmosphere. It's an attitude really to come against authority. You know, today, maybe authority is something that you didn't grow up with, or maybe you grew up with an authority that was actually abusive. And when we grow up under someone that misused their authority and were abusive, sometimes it's very hard to submit to authority, but God has ordained authority. And for us to come into all the blessings of the Lord in our life, we have to know how to submit to authority. If you need prayer today in any of the areas that we're discussing, I want you to reach out. Maybe you have church hurt. We're going to get to that in a second. Maybe you've been the one that have been hurt at church. 
Let us pray for you, 757-420-2625. That's 757-420-2625. So Pastor Sherry, you had to make the decision to forgive this person. This is one that you're helping, that you are ministering to, that's come against you with false accusations. False accusations are so hurtful because it's not true, you know, and they're, they're making those false accusations. What are some keys that you would share with us today about keeping our heart right, keeping a right heart attitude and moving forward even in the midst of false accusations? Well, I know for me it took probably two years of really praying. And I had to do what the Word of God said and pray for my enemies. Mm. I had to pray for those that persecuted me. That's wow. what the Word teaches us to do. And I know that after that situation happened, it just seemed like that we went through several different things after that before God released us from that ministry. And so for the two years between leaving that ministry and starting the next church that God put in our spirit to do, I went through a two-year healing period where I had to learn how to forgive. And I remember getting down on my knees and I said, God, I have to believe that somewhere in her heart, she didn't really want to do what she was right, doing to right. me. But she did because something wasn't right in her heart. And you know, I've counseled with my children many times even, and even talking with my husband at times, when you see bad behaviors out of people, it always stems from something that is inside of them. Hurt people hurt people. That's right. And so many times it's like a, <laughs> I call it a baggage fight, yes. you know? Yes. And people are reacting out of their own issues. Well, I've worked with you for a number of years and I can't imagine anyone really coming across, you coming across that way to them because you're very loving, very kind, very serving. So it is obviously was obviously an issue that they had that they're working through, but we all have issues. Right. And it's like extending that grace and that love that you did to them. And that's really what ministry is all about. Yes. What would you say uh, to somebody in leadership that's actually really been through actual rejection? See, there's what I call in my book, perception deception. You're perceiving it as rejection, but it's really not. Right. But for people in ministry that really go through rejection, you lay your life down, people turn around and slap you in the face. What would be some keys to live in victory in that area? I read a quote out of Christianity Today um, by an author recently, and I loved it. It said, never let rejection only let rejection be a hurdle, not your grave. Wow. You have to look at rejection as something that you get over and move on. Because wow. failure, and, and typically when you're rejected, it creates a sense of failure mm -hmm. inside of you. And even as leaders, and I know when my husband and I left our first church, we both left feeling like failures, like everything that we had worked for in 14 years had just died, just died, and we just lost everything, or so we thought. Little did we know that in that two-year hiatus or, you know, sabbatical period that we went from that type of ministry of pastoring, uh, pastoral ministry into a new pastoral ministry, that two-year time created an opportunity for us to grow and to really look back. Because, you know, when you're in the middle of a right. situation, you don't always see what's 
happening you until you get clearly, out yeah, of it, yeah. until you look back. And when I got through that, I looked back at my own self. I said, I need to examine my own self and see what did I do wrong that could have created all of this for myself. And I did. And God pointed out that there was some pride in me that I did not even know that wow. there was there. And there was a, there was a lot of um, things that because of my being hurt, I ended up hurting people just like you said. And so I had to go back and I had to, again, I had to get on my knees every day and I had to pray for those that hurt me. And I said, God, I don't want to hear their name. I don't want to see them in a grocery store. I don't want to do anything like that that's going to cause a negative feeling about them. So heal me, heal what's inside of me. You know what I've learned is when, when somebody, how I know that I have something in my heart is if somebody brings up the situation or brings up a name and something rises up yes. in me, then it's yes. like it strikes that nerve. Maybe today, as we're discussing this, something is striking a nerve in you and you're remembering a situation, a circumstance, a person. God wants you to be free. He wants you to be rejection proof and he also wants you to be offense proof. He wants you to release that offense so you can have the fullness of Christ in your life. Let us pray for you. Pick up your phone, 757-420-2625. Pastor Sherry, our time goes so fast here on the show. I want to talk about dealing with church hurt. We just have about a minute. Dealing with church hurt. What would you say to folks today that have been in church and they've been hurt and they're just out of church and say, I'm not going back because I was hurt. What would you say to them? Well, first of all, I would say that if you got hurt at Walmart, you wouldn't stop going to Walmart. True. That was me. <laughs> if you got hurt on your job, you would probably get up and go back to work every day. What is it that's drawing you away? Is it really that you got hurt or is it something else inside that you're having a hard time letting go of? And I know that we've dealt with that so many times and it's hard to minister to people whenever they've been hurt um, by church. But we tell them all the time, church is nothing but a bunch of of imperfect people just like you. And so if you come into a church and you expect church to be perfect people, if you expect to walk into church and everything always be great and always be perfect, you're gonna already be disappointed when you get there. Wow, I love it. If you've, if you've been hurt at Walmart, I got hurt at Walmart. Something <laughs> broke one time when my daughter was little and I got injured and I still go back to Walmart. Can I tell you, I just love it, I love what Pastor Sherry's saying today. You know what, God wants you to come just the way you are. You know, church isn't perfect because none of us are perfect, but neither are you. But God doesn't require us to be perfect. He requires us to have a, a heart that wants to do the right thing, like David. David wasn't perfect, but he had a perfect heart for God. Today's your day of salvation. Today's your day of turnaround. God wants to make you rejection proof. Let us pray for you, 757-420-2625. He wants you to be rejection proof and he wants you to experience the joy of the Lord because the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless you today. Thank you for listening to Joy with Danette Crawford today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. You can learn more at www.danettecrawford.com. 
Every day, we are making a difference in the lives of at-risk youth and single moms through over 23 community outreach programs. Will you give your best gift today and help us bring hope to the hurting? To find out more or to give a gift, go online to www.danettecrawford.com.